Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast. It's the 14th of November, 2018, and this is episode 16, Stan the Man Lee. We weren't ready and we aren't okay. I'm Sally. And I'm Melissa. And I'm Preggy. How are y'all doing? Well, I mean, I guess as well as can be expected. A little sad. A lot sad, actually. Yeah. What about you, Frankie? Yeah, sad, sad but I mean... The dude got 95 years. So yeah. You gotta, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. He had a great life, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. And he did exactly what he loved. So you got to celebrate his life and his accomplishments and yeah. all the wonderful things he contributed. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of a spur-of-the-moment podcast. I mean, we all heard the news about his passing on the 12th, which was Monday, and... We wanted to take some time uh, on the podcast to talk about his legacy and uh, sort of what we appreciate about him. Melissa suggested that we maybe pull some quotes that we we thought were really appropriate or that really spoke to us. So, Melissa, what was the one that you, you dug up? Um, my favorite quote, Stanley quote, is um, this. You know my motto is excelsior. Uh, that's an old word that means upward and onward to greater glory. It's on the seal of the state of New York. Keep moving forward. And if it's time to go, it's time. Nothing lasts forever. Why, why does that one speak to you, do you think? I think because personally, I've seen a lot of transition in my life. And um, apparently, Mr. Lee has as well. And you just have to kind of um, keep moving forward mm. and not let those things get you down. And he's seen a lot of, um, you know, he's been refused oftentimes for his ideas. And um, he just kept going. Mm-hmm. He didn't let the naysayers hold him back. And I think that's pretty, I mean, look, look what he's accomplished. Sorry, Drax is in the house, <laughs> and he's demanding that I play with him. <laughs> that sounds exactly like Drax. This is yes, <laughs> apparently you named him appropriately. He Stanley would be on, proud. Yeah, he wants to be on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Frankie, what was your favorite quote? Oh, uh, it was actually you know Melissa actually gave this to me. I was kind of searching, but I, I agree with it. It's uh, it says being a geek has become a badge of honor. It's geeks who really make or break a TV show or a movie or video game. They're the ones who are passionate about these things and who collect the paraphernalia and talk about them. A geek is really somebody interested in communication and entertainment and finding the best way to avail himself or herself to it. Um, and I do, like, I agree with that because think about the geeks. The geeks are responsible for Infinity War. Because Infinity War wasn't a comic series that was just written. Mm-hmm. That was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America Civil War, right? The people, the geeks are the ones who, who've kept Marvel alive. Mm-hmm. You got to think about the number of times Marvel was near death, mm-hmm. right? It was near de- bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But like there was just this following of people out there who were just reading the comics and just kept this thing going. And it is. And like generation after generation after generation so that's what I, I agree the geeks are the you know the readers who are the ones who are they, they're interested in the paraphernalia we're wearing the t-shirts we're dressing up at halloween 
or other times or you know comic con or things like that they're mm-hmm. they're the ones who are pushing that thing so yeah yeah you're with it I'm with it. Yeah, you're there for it. I get it. I, I get it. And and that's true. I mean, I know that when I'm out and about and I see someone with a T-shirt or something that that uh, speaks to me, I'm like, you know, giving the thumbs up or whatever. And so there's sort of a, maybe not a, uh, maybe it is a fraternity. Of, it is awesome when you is. make that connection outside. Like I was wearing my Harley scarf the other day which is not an obvious you know Mm -hmm. it's like a black and white and then whenever someone like stops me they're like harley quinn and it's it's not an obvious scarf you have to know her logo and it's very subtle and anyway i'm just like yes one of my people yeah you know it's just awesome so you mean there are people in this podunk town that know your scarf yes and they live in target so that's why i love target It's where you run errands. I'm not too. a paid sponsor. Yeah, it's where you run errands too, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I get that with um, I get that with my um, Star Wars scarf, and I get that with one of my Harry Potter scarves. The one of them that's a little more more low key. Like one mm-hmm. of them's like large and in charge. If you don't recognize this as Harry Potter, you're not looking. Um, and then the other one is real. Like, you have to look at it, you know. It's like, oh, wait, that's Harry Potter. So, I get, I understand. And and whenever somebody remarks on it, I'm like, yes, you're my people. Yes, you get it. <laughs> um, well, I had a quote, too, that I really liked, and I, I thought it was important. Um, he said, I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges or going on to medical careers. And then I began to realize, entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. I feel that if you're able to entertain, you're doing a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, just, it's true. Like, you know, we've all got stressors and all that stuff. And if we could just take a little bit of time to, like, move past it and, like, you know, I've said it to y'all. One of the reasons I'm into Star Wars like I am right now is so I don't think about what's going on in real life. Because if I start thinking about what's going on in real life, I will lose my mind. I promise. So <laughs> let me just think about Ray and Kylo Ren and hashtag Safe Ben Solo or whatever. Because if I don't, let me promise you, it's going to get real ugly. <laughs> So what we're saying is people like Stan Lee saves sanity and probably saves lives. <laughs> Absolutely. That is 100% the truth. I know people who, without that little bit of entertainment, would have serious, serious problems. I, I believe that to be absolutely true. You um, can give moral direction when there's none around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can, you can, because like, I mean, think about the number of times, like I, I remember being a kid, uh, you would feel like there's an insurmountable amount of like, you are the underdog in the situation mm-hmm. and you would read about these underdogs in the same situations and like, you know, because not, not, not everybody was the Hulk, you know, you would, you know, you could read about Captain America who didn't have superpowers or, or you could you know. Fantastic Four, you know, Mr. Fantastic used his brain more than his stretching abilities to get out of a situation. You could do the same thing. You're like, all right, you're right. 
maybe I maybe I'm not don't have a superpower, but I can still you know overcome whatever's around me and and always do the right thing. And if so, you do the wrong thing, you can find your way back. Exactly. Maybe unless you're Kylie Ren. He's well on his way. Bless your heart. Um, <laughs> well on his way. Okay, so let's move swiftly along. And you know, I got accused about... of being the mediator of the podcast by a listener the other day. Well, you don't Accused? mediate much. Most of the time, you're just like, Frankie's right. And I'm like, ah, screw it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not mediating. <laughs> that is so not felt, mediating. <laughs> that came to mind whenever that little discourse just went down. And I was <sighs> thinking, maybe I should step in. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I would just agree with Frankie. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's all you do. Screw Frankie. So that's not really mediating, by the way. But moving along. Um, no, the other thing is we, want, we do want to talk about some of the movies that he's influenced um, as as part of Marvel. And so, uh, tell us about your favorite Marvel movie, Melissa. Well, as it stands right now, um, my favorite Marvel movie, of course, is Thor. Okay. Um, because I'm a huge Thor fan. Everybody that knows me knows this. Um, I love the, you know, how Thor is just an, an inherently good god, and he's fighting for our people who really don't deserve him. And, um, you know, Stan Lee had a huge influence on that movie. Well, and the comic books. Right. Of the Thor, of the Thor movies, which is your favorite? Um, the one from 2011, the, I guess... The original Thor. The original Thor, yeah. Well, hold on. Thor in Norse legend is, you know, like crazy and not a nice guy. So I'm assuming you're talking about Thor of Marvel, Marvel. right? Thor of yeah, Marvel. Marvel Thor. Not the Stanley influenced um, Thor. However, you know, Stanley is known for kind of uh, putting an adult edge on a lot of his characters. He's not, um, like, what was it? I read about him. Um, he appreciates, like, he didn't like Spider-Man of the 1970s, the series, because he felt like it was too juvenile. So he likes adult comic book characters. And Thor was that as well. He was human. He had human characteristics. But again, not really the Norse god of legend. That's all right. I'm saying. No, no. No, 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 the Marvel Thor. The Marvel Thor. Okay, so yours is yours is the original Thor movie. Um, yeah, that was that was an entertaining one, and you know, the Dark World gets a lot of flack, but I didn't hate it. Like I wasn't mad at the Dark World. Um, rarely am I mad at a Marvel movie, so yeah, I wasn't mad at that one either. But anyway, okay. So Frankie, what's your favorite? Um, so I, it's just funny because I'm actually going Guardians. Oh I, yeah, they're Mm-mm. funny. It's a great they're, movie. Yeah, they're, just, they're they're funny. They're silly. They're a little irrelevant. They they're what you. They, I heard about that exactly said. They are entertainment. Because if I just want to go watch stuff get blown up and silly. And suspension of disbelief. It's Guardians. 
Drax in the, uh, the Guardians 2 when he's getting pulled behind the ship and he's getting beaten into all the trees. <laughs> and he's bouncing all around when they're crashing on that planet and it's all over. He's like, yes, yes, that was awesome. I'm, you know, dying laughing. I am absolutely dying laughing. Or when he's eating the, like there's that romantic kind of between Gamora and Star-Lord and he's back and he's trying to eat like chips and he's like, I am moving so silently you cannot see me. They're like, no, we can see you right here. <laughs> Yeah. That is humor, and that's and that's one of the things I I love about it. Um, so Guardians, I would say, probably my favorite overall. Um, Obviously, I have a great love for that movie as well. Yeah. My dog is named after Drax. Yeah, um, crazy dog who's distracting me as we speak. So, <laughs> but you know, like Iron Man, the original Iron Man, that was fun. That was it's, my oldest daughter's first movie. We really? went. We went to the movie theater because, I mean, and she was like babe, like itty bitty baby at this point, and uh, like still on formula baby. And don't mom shame me because she had that formula. Um, you know, it's not poison. She's fine. Um, but she slept through it, and I guess it's that whole baby avoidance thing, like loud noises, and they're like, ah. Oh, forget this and they go to sleep she slept through the whole thing the whole thing and um and and you know but that was her very first movie was that iron man and i remember when for me the best part of that movie was uh at the end where tony gets to the podium and he goes i am iron man and i was like oh that's amazing (laughs) because you get him like and, and then you never get that, you know, it's always like, oh, it's a secret identity, da, da, da. And, and there's Tony completely coming out with, I'm Iron Man, and then it ends with, you know, the Iron Man song, which is amazing. What were you going to say, you, Frankie? I said, did you, did you read that that was ad-lib? That he was, that he, uh, he, that, uh, he, that he, he did that on himself. He was, that wasn't his line. What was his line then? Ah, and that's just because I read this two years ago. They said that it kind of changed the whole Marvel universe. That his line was, he was supposed to go down the the avenue of, I you know I am Tony Stark. This is my bodyguard, like the original comic did. Oh, okay. We'll see. I didn't read the original comic. Yeah. So yeah, Iron Man. If you know, Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. Oh. Right. So, but he came out. I am Iron Man, and that's changed the whole Marvel universe. So I really, he just was—he was just messing around, and they decided to roll with it. Uh, that's like I said. Probably I read it maybe two years ago, and but yes, he messed around, and they rolled with it because it just—they said I, I know maybe it said it seemed right or something like that. Wow. What do you because think, think about how cocky and iron, you know, how cocky and arrogant Tony Stark is. Yeah, he is that. I uh, that just reminds me of my favorite, and I know I'm jumping ahead as I always do, but it just reminds me of my favorite cameo, um, where Stanley was the delivery guy in Captain America: Civil War, and he brings the package up and he says, "Are you Tony Stank?" <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember that cameo? Yes. No, Sally. Of course you remember it. You're you probably watched Captain America: Civil War like fifty times already. No, no. 
I don't know if I believe that. No, it's not my favorite. It's not your favorite? Not even for the eye candy? No, not even for the eye candy. Okay. Okay, so... What was your favorite? Because I don't know if you said that was Iron Man your kit. That was your favorite. What was Me? your favorite? Song? Yes. Not Iron Man. I'm just saying that that was my oldest daughter's first movie. Right. So what was um, your favorite? Oh, uh, uh, my favorite. I'm a little torn. Um, part of me says Avengers, the first Avengers movie, with the whole Good. ensemble cast. And that, I think, is for rewatchability. If that's on television, I can watch it, like, anytime. Just because, to me, it's just so entertaining. Um, but I think my actual favorite, and this is probably going to get some flack, is um, Captain America Winter Soldier. I really, I like that one. And and I like it for a, a couple different reasons. Um I like the relationship between uh, Steve and Natasha. Um, it's it's a it's a good relationship. It's kind of an interesting relationship, and you kind of see it grow a little bit, which I appreciate. And um, and no, it's not a romantic relationship at all. But I can like a relationship that's not romantic, and. Um, then I also like that they introduced uh, Sam as the Falcon. Um, and one of my favorite parts of that was when when he's talking to um, Black Widow and Captain America and he's talking about the wings. He's like, oh, they're, they're stored behind 12 feet or whatever of and guarded and da-da-da-da. And they were just like, nah, okay. Like, no problem. And then the next scene, he's flying. <laughs> so, like, obviously, you know, Fort Knox-level security poses no no threat to them. And, yeah, I just, I, I got a kick out of that. And um, kind of introducing the Winter Soldier, that was, to me, that was fun, too. So, I like that one. I like that one a lot. And that's yeah. my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, I have no problem with that. Yeah. All right. So, Melissa, um, what w- your favorite cameo was the one from Civil War where he said Tony Stank? Yeah. I don't know why, but that cracks me up every time. It's just, <laughs> just thinking about it cracks me up. Okay. I'm easy. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Okay. All right. Frankie, what's your favorite cameo uh, from Stanley? When- when I actually sent you guys and we started our little Snapchat when, when Stanley and Lou Frigno are walking out together. Because uh-huh. I'm a huge Lou Frigno fan from the you know, the Hulk TV shows. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And what movie was that in? Wasn't that the Hulk movie? It was the Hulk movie. Yeah, yes. that was the Hulk movie. So I managed to avoid the Hulk movies. Okay. Now, the original Hulk movie that came out way back was, which was the guy because it had the same director as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. was horrible. Okay, but the next one wasn't horrible. It wasn't Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, horrible. <laughs> Didn't that movie get all sorts of critical acclaim? Probably because everybody was still riding high on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right, but I thought you said it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. I've seen a lot of movies that get all kind of critical acclaim. They're horrible. Okay. 
right? I mean, critical acclaim and good movie do not go together. Actually, entertaining movie maybe is what you want to say. Right. Which is what movies are for. Oh. (laughs) Movies are for entertainment. They are? Yeah, <laughs> she she probably I think she just said that in the beginning of the podcast. Or yeah, she, she said that at yeah, least. There's a, a whole magazine times. called Entertainment Weekly. It has a lot of movies in it. So so she's she's you know what she's doing, right? I know what she's doing. <laughs> she's just sitting over there, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Like my point is made. Unless 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 what's happening isn't entertaining. That's the hole in her logic. But what you she... You just made that word up. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. What she's thinking is the movies that we tend to find entertaining or not entertaining. But that's her opinion. And she's entitled to it. Well, don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. We have a future podcast coming up on movies that are our favorite non-Star Wars movies that are entertaining. Mm-hmm. And we're going to throw in some that are not entertaining. We're going to... Mm-hmm. And I blame Frankie for me seeing two of those movies that were distinctly not entertaining. That is all his fault. We've been together a long time. <laughs> <laughs> all your fault for me seeing those two movies. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I suffered too. I suffered with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I almost died with, with us. Okay. So I also have a favorite cameo. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually from Winter Soldier where, um, uh, Captain America has just looked at the Falcon and the Falcon's like, where are you going? He's like, if you're going to go fight in a war, you got to have a uniform. And then Stan Lee's walking through the Smithsonian and he comes up and he goes, oh man, I'm so fired. And there's the naked, uh, mannequin of, uh, Captain America holding the shield right in front of his waist, you know? And he's just like, man, I, I just loved it. I just thought it was hilarious. So, I mean, he's got a lot of great ones, you know, like from the original Avengers when he's like, aliens in New York, don't be ridiculous or whatever. That was a good yeah. one too. But um, he always does some really, really fun ones. I mean, the one in Ragnarok was fun where he's the guy cutting the hair and Thor's like, don't touch my hair. And, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, he just, it makes me laugh, and I enjoyed that. Speaking of New York, um, Stanley was born in New York City. So it's just why we see a lot of um, New York as the backdrop in his comics and his movies, I think. I would say that um, I was at Universal, and this was been a couple years ago. And I was kind of surprised to see as much Marvel stuff there as was there. But, yeah, they try to make the... Y'all know this. They try to make the ride, the line for the rides be kind of immersive. You know, like, you can look at things so you're not bored silly for two hours while you're waiting to get on the ride. And um, the the Spider-Man thing was like, oh, there's a backup on the streets of New York. It's going to be X amount of time before you can get on your whatever you know and um and yeah that makes sense like i hadn't really thought about that but it does make sense to have it set in new york because that's what he knows so Mm -hmm. makes sense well he go ahead he also was um 
the child of what was it? He was Romanian Jewish immigrants. Yes. Oh, so, wow. um, you know, he grew up in New York City. He was the child of Romanian Jewish immigrants, and so he promoted diversity within his comics and his movies, which is something you know, that I'm also a big fan of. And he said that he wanted them to be diverse. Um, and he wanted the whole underlying principle of the X-Men to be anti-bigotry um, and to show that there's good in every person. And good so... Good in every person, you say? Yeah. Interesting, okay. Including Phasma, you think? <laughs> yeah, she killed that. <laughs> Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> I have on Phasma socks, by the way. And so what? Mm-hmm. Say it ain't so. It's true. Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah. I think we'll have to see proof of that. Nice. <laughs> wow. wow. I didn't lie. I do a oh, lot of God. things, but lie in one of them. <laughs> For the record, yeah. Sally just showed us her feet on our video cam, which you guys can't see. One of these days, we'll have to do a live... A, bot, a video cut? Bot uh, you know what we need to do it, though? When they what drop the the, um, the Star Wars Episode Nine video or trailer, we need to uh -huh. do, like, like, Melissa, you need to come to my house and get my husband to record our reaction to it. Yeah. And we can post that on YouTube or something. Because yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. I'll probably punch you. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, but anyway, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, is there anything more we want to say about Stan Lee? Nice um, things, nice things, because we want to keep this nice. Yeah. I mean, another thing that was really cool that I personally just was like, Oh, about Stan Lee is that he was married to the same woman for 70 years. Wow. He's married to Joan Lee, and she died just last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he said that he never went to a barber because she cut his hair oh, the entire time. Isn't that oh. sweet? But you know what's not sweet? <laughs> but what happens in every marriage is everybody gets in an argument, and uh, apparently they got in an argument one time, and she destroyed his prized typewriter that he used to write his first comic book issues. So, um, but he like took it in stride and didn't really seem upset about it. He was like, you know, I could have gotten a mint for that. Um, but still, you know, that's a man who, that's a real man. He stays with a woman. He works through his issues for 70 years. Well, uh, let's also point out that Stan Lee was born in 1922 and yeah. so things were different back then <laughs> i mean which is not to say that divorce wasn't possible or anything like that but stan lee was very much a man of his time and i think we need to understand him as such and so you know history judges people differently and you know some things don't age well or whatever um and certainly i think we can acknowledge that stan lee was human and that he probably did some things and he definitely did some things that maybe we wouldn't agree with but I think we can all agree that Stanley was hugely influential and he was important in, in things that, you know, we find important. So yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't, we're all human. None of us perfect. And I'm certainly not saying that about anyone, but um, I just thought that was a really cool thing that mm -hmm. him and his wife had been together for 70 years. And that is cool. 
Yeah. That's a long time. It is. It is. A very long time. So, yeah. Was there anything else we wanted to say about Stan Lee? Well, he used alliteration a lot in his comics (laughs) to help us. Us goofballs remember, like, Peter Parker and Sue Storm. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and it does help you remember. Well, I would just appreciate if they quit naming people Peter in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, there's, there's a, lot a lot of Peters. Of Peters. I, think, okay. I think we've got enough Peters. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Okay, so, because Peter Parker, I mean, uh, Spider-Man came out and said, well, Mary Jane. Did the nickname, did Mary Jane... What came first? Like Mary Jane as a nickname for marijuana? Was that, was, is there a tie in between that? Well, I don't know when they started calling marijuana Mary Jane. It was probably in the 60s. Right. So I'm saying is which came, not the chicken or the egg. Did, I know. Did he cut, like, like we talked, we were talking about, you know, right before the podcast, like, is it a coincidence that, that Black Panther character started the exact same year? That the Black Panther started in Los Angeles. And as a historian, I'm pretty convinced it's not a coincidence. Right. Um, and so, I'm, so I would like to know, like, Mary Jane. Because in the 60s, when, you know, free love and, you know, people were less, you know. It was after the invention of the birth control pill. So you had the sexual revolution. There weren't any more consequences for having sex outside of marriage. So... Yeah. Really? Because I remember being a kid and there's this thing they kept saying was a VD. Right. But that was before we realized that was a problem. Okay. So you have this brief window of, oh, this there's no consequences for this. Because I'm not going to get caught and I'm not going to get sent away for a year to go have a baby or whatever. I'm not going to get caught. I'm not going to get pregnant. So let's just have some fun. Right. Just like right now. <laughs> swipe left, swipe right. I don't know. I'm married. I Me too. So, you know, I don't swipe. I don't know what this whole Tinder thing is. Melissa, it's up to you to tell us what Tinder is. Well, I don't do Tinder, but, yeah. and I'm not married. I'm single, and I'm stuck in this miserable dating world <laughs> of this time. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard but that dating I'm... at our age is like riding a bicycle and everything's on fire. Pretty much. That's not a bad descriptor. Um, there's been a lot of times when I've just been like, okay, I'm just going to give up now. But, um, yeah, it's it's great fun. <laughs> if by fun you mean t- torture. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently yeah. it's torture. Yeah, you know, it's a, at our age, you know, everybody has a lot of baggage, so... There's that. Well, you, you know don't... what? If the person doesn't have baggage, then you probably ought to be concerned about them too. Yeah. If they don't have baggage. That is that is your, they they are going to bury you in a swamp. <laughs> if I meet somebody and they are like, if I were if I were single and I met somebody that was straight, I'd be like, yo, no, she is going to inject you with something and drop my body off in a swamp. Yeah. No way. Mm-mm. Everybody's got something. You got to be real. At this, this age, true. everybody's got something. Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we do okay. have a few news and notables, which we normally do at the top of the podcast, but we wanted to get right into our discussion. 
Um, and the first news and notable is actually related to Marvel. Um, okay. s- surprise, surprise, right? Um, Not Star Wars? Well, there what? are other Star Wars things, but this is Marvel. <laughs> this is Marvel. I put it first. See, it's, we were talking Marvel. Okay, so anyway, mm-hmm. um, apparently, as y'all know, Disney is going to have a streaming service that's going to debut late 2019, and reportedly, they are going to have live-action Marvel series, and they're working with... Um, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe instead of the Marvel TV. So it's going to be different than the Jessica Jones, Luke Cage stuff that we're used to on Netflix and such. Um, speaking of that, I was watching Marvel's like Runaways or something on Hulu. Have y'all watched that? No. Okay. I'm not I will. Um, I will I've continue. hardly been watching any television lately because I've been playing Red Dead. Okay. Well, I will continue watching and report back. Um, But anyway, what's interesting about this is that apparently um, they are going to use characters from the movies, including Loki and the Scarlet Witch, which I thought... the The actual actors? Yes. So this is from Variety, and this is from September of this year. So I'm a little behind the behind the times here, but uh, Disney is enlisting Earth's Mightiest Heroes as the company prepares to launch its upcoming streaming service. Um, the entertainment wow. giant is he's got money. Yeah, <laughs> the entertainment giant is in early development on an ambitious plan for a number of limited series centered on popular characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These series will likely include shows centered on Loki and the Scarlet Witch, along with other beloved superheroes who have yet to appear in their own standalone movies. Marvel and Disney had no comment. Okay? There's an important distinction from other Marvel small screen efforts, however. The actors who portrayed these heroes and villains in the Avengers films and their spinoffs, such as Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen, are expected to play them in the streaming shows. Moreover... Though sources close to the production are staying mum on the cost of the programming, the budgets are expected to be hefty, rivaling those of major studio productions. Each series is expected to include six to eight episodes. Um, And uh, let's see. Pricey Gamble. Disney is trying to find a way to establish a toehold in the streaming revolution up in Hollywood. Um, the company has kept the details of the service close to the vest beyond saying that it will likely cost less than Netflix and will launch at some point in late 2019. So, yeah. Uh, thoughts? Frankie's got interesting. Melissa, what are you thinking? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I well, mean... I mean, I thought like Loki sh- was dead, but I dead. like Loki. Well, yeah. Um... Yeah, dead, dead doesn't matter. Dead Why doesn't do you matter. like Loki? Why do I like Loki? Yeah, I'm curious. Because he's redeemable. As horrible uh, as he is, he's redeemable. Period. Alright, so what we've learned about Sally is you can go kill a village, but you're, you could still be redeemable. Redeemable. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, not real life, you y'all. You could like try to I'm, kill I'm your so brother multiple times. <laughs> I would like to point out that it's not finds, real life. Y'all, y'all conflate like movies finds, with real life. It's very disturbing. I think she finds men redeemable and women not redeemable. Not true. Ah, not true. Oh, Frankie, I think I you just, might be onto something. I will. I will not. fully say that I am harder on women because I have higher expectations for women, but. I do because find... Because men are dumb. Now you're being... <laughs> what? Why would you say you have higher expectations for women oh, than men? Oh, my goodness. That's I... sexist. That's sexist. Absolutely it is. Now, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> See, this goes back to that picture I sent you guys, right? It's not... Right? So you're harder okay, on women. so the only woman in... That, that I can think of right now that I think is irredeemable is Phasma. I mean, it, I mean, y'all think Kira's a villain, and I'm like, yeah, totally redeemable. I don't even think she's a villain. I, I don't so think give me an example of a woman, aside from Phasma, that I don't think is redeemable. Well, um... I'll wait. Hella. Thor Ragnarok. Does she want to be redeemed? I don't know. No, she doesn't. If she so doesn't want to be, is, if you don't what, want to be redeemed, if Phasma wanted you know, to be I mean, redeemed, then you would think she's redeemable. So basically, yeah. the qualification is wanting to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. How do you know what somebody wants? They it's indicate it. They yeah. indicate it to you that they want to be redeemed. There are various and sundry. Um, ways that they can that they can indicate that they want to be redeemed you know they can do good things they can indicate some sort of uh, emotional conflict inside them there are any number of things that they can do to indicate to you as an audience member hey i want to be redeemed what if they're a psychopath and they repeat the cycle of wanting to be redeemed because they're having an internal conflict but they continue to repeat the bad behaviors. Do you continue to redeem them? Well, here's the thing. In narrative stories, sometimes villains, their crimes are so great that they cannot continue to live. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if someone... All right, let's call... A, a psych, whatever psychopath. I don't. I don't have a psychopath in mind here. But if there's a psychopath, if he or she wants to be redeemed, and just cont- because of mental health or whatever issues, continues this cycle of terrible behavior, but dies attempting to do the right thing, whatever the right thing is, then I would say that's redeemable. But in, in an attempt to redeem, does that make sense? Like, okay. like Vader I is Vader's terrible. Vader is ter- Vader has done so much terrible stuff. I mean, slaughtered an entire group of younglings, and that was his like first act as Vader. Before he was Vader, he had slaughtered an entire village of people. An entire village of sand people, he slaughtered them. So, and that's the stuff that we saw in the movies. Forget the stuff he does, you know, 
not in the movies that he canonically does in the books and the comics and all that stuff. Forget all that. Just the stuff we saw in the movies. Holy crap. But he dies redeemed because as awful as he can be, because he had, I mean, he'd sliced off his son's arm, threatened his daughter. He had participated in the torture of his daughter. So, you know, as an audience, we forgive him because he dies saving his son. And there's an argument you made. Vader's not particularly redeemable, but yeah, I guess he is. So, yeah. I think if you want to be redeemed, there is almost always a path. In the movies. In real life, there's no redeeming, say, Pee-wee Gaskins. There's no redeeming Adolf Hitler. I'm not even sure. No, I'm not going to say that because I'll get some hate. Okay, go on. Yeah. I will say, uh, the only thing I'm going to comment on the redemption, redemption and reconciliation are different things. So somebody can redeem themselves, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to reconciliate with them. That is good to know. Thank you for sharing, Frankie. Uh, if we're going to talk about real life a little bit. You can redeem yeah, them. I mean, but I'm not saying, but that's my point, though. Y'all seem to think that I conflate the movies with real life. And for me, there's a very different thing when I'm watching a film and seeing a villain, it's a very different kind of dynamic than when I'm talking about what people are actually doing. You know, Dylan Klebold can't be redeemed. Dylan Roof can't be redeemed. Period. I, I, you know, maybe internally, but I'm not going to forgive either of those two for the things that they did. So, yeah. Um, but I'd like to go back to these um, shows. Does this make either of you more or less likely to purchase the Disney streaming service or no? So I am streaming Star Wars Resistance now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Sling, it is fine. It's not amazing, right? It's not like I can't wait till the next episode. I get on the you know ellipse machine, and I'm like, all right, I'm watching this while I'm on the ellipse machine. Well, it is not for you too, right? Well, it's for I, your say this kids. Too. I so here's the thing. If it is, it, it is missing my kids' target. Because, like, I have showed on a couple to them, and they're like, they find them a little boring, because, and kids, I think they want more, I mean, there's How some How old is your oldest? Seven. It actually hits my oldest, though. How old's your oldest? Nine? Ten. 11? Ten? Yeah. Okay, because, like, like. they were in the living, mine are six to ten. And they were in the living room watching that. And my husband came back. He said, they are all like engrossed in resistance. And I was like, yes. And when, when the oldest went to bed, the other two were like, can we watch something else? But the oldest had no interest in watching anything else. She was good with resistance. So I don't know. So maybe, maybe it's targeted for someone a smidge older. I don't know. So I guess I'll, um, we'll see. I think it's on Disney XD. I'm not sure. So the biggest thing will, this is going to go back to our previous conversation. 
Will it be enough to make me buy the Disney streaming service? What will make me buy the Disney streaming service is, is if they include ESPN. Hmm. I watch college football. Yeah, me too. And you know, I want, and so I don't, I've cut the cord. Go sports. Yeah, so I cut. Yeah, sport. I, I, I Melissa. Cut <laughs> Melissa, for all her talk of being a generalist, does not like college football, and I just I don't understand. I so, don't hate it. It's just not top on my list of things to do. So, yeah. So it's as much Saturdays as, in the fall it is the only thing to do. I disagree. There are lots of sci-fi movies and shows and other things that could be watched. But anyway. College football is way better. Okay. You are so close. You could go to you could go to Columbia and tailgate. I know. That's now that her. would be more my speed. That's I that's like part of college football. I like to socialize. So yeah, sure, I'll go and cook some barbecue on the grill and watch football and wear my boots and sweaters and scarves and socialize and watch football. Yeah, sure. But sitting at home watching football on TV does not sound exciting to me. We always make good food and watch, yes. watch our team not necessarily win. Where I, well, like I said, Columbia anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like he up up because I, I live more in you know a mid Atlantic state. They don't want to call, say that, but they're more mid Atlantic than they'd like to admit. And they're they're Washington Redskins fans. So yeah, really, pro football. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. So yeah, so um, that's gross. It is. It is anyway. So like, it's an experience. It, so it really depends on if they include ESPN. I watch if they include ESPN and SEC Network. I'll, I'll switch to Disney. If not, I'll stay with Sling. Hmm. Yeah, I have I have Prime Video and Netflix. That's it. Like, I've got Hulu and and I've got the Hulu Live. And um, that's uh, thus far working out fairly well because. It um, it comes with the locals and it includes all the sports channels that we want for like five dollars more than you're paying for Sling. Frankie, so. so I have an antenna which gives me twenty three channels, right, including all the locals, and I pay twenty five. Okay, and then but then you have to pay for your um, sports no, channels. That- Nope, that is with the sports channels. Oh, okay. Well, then I actually spend a little bit more than you do then. I do. I spend like, I think it's 40. Yeah. But we so don't have we, the antenna, and I'm not going to send my husband on the roof to put the antenna on the roof. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just can't. I, I can't. I can't do that right now. That's nope, not going to happen. You shouldn't. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, um, you know. The boys, the boys thought it was hilarious watching me up on the roof. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so yeah, I'm happy with what I have, but like I said, if they can, um, if Disney includes ESPN for around the same price, but I'm not going to have because I it's same thing. I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, and I have Sling, mm-hmm. um, which combined, you know, Amazon Prime I'm not getting rid of regardless. Right. Um, I could actually, you know, as we have this discussion, it says we're just casually talking. I could probably get rid of Netflix. 
Mm, not me. There's too many originals. Netflix originals are awesome. Can't do it. Mm. But I guess it's our evenings are different. So like most, the only time I watch TV is when I'm actually. So after I get the kids in bed, I go work out. The only time I watch TV is Saturdays when I watch college football. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. Okay, well, um, moving on, also streaming news. From the Disney earnings meeting, they announced that Cassian Andor from Rogue One is returning next year with a live-action show on Disney+. Plus. How do we feel about this? Rogue One was one of your favorite movies, Frankie, so I would have thought that you would love to see Cassian Andor. And that's actually when I did one of those Facebook quizzes, I came out as Cassian as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, because I know how the story ends. Okay. So it's hard for me to get excited about that. Huh. Okay. It's like reading the last chapter of a book. I know what the last chapter is. And it's like, here, read that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. I can get excited about other things, but if I know the last chapter... It's hard for me to get excited about. Hmm. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Melissa, what do you think? Uh, wasn't even on my radar. So you don't care anything about Cassie and Andor? Mm. Um, I think it... I heard another podcast. I'm trying to think who it was. Who Talks First? Um, they were talking about this, and they said that it maybe offered up interesting opportunities to bring in the different characters from Solo uh, because it's taking place around that same time. And I thought that was an interesting kind of thing, like Infus Nest. Like, I'd like to see more of Infus Nest, and you could see where Cassian Endor might have interactions with Infus Nest. And I, I don't know. I, I think this is pretty rich territory to mine. I mean, I'm not going to knock you down to to see it but you know what i i'm here for it i'm here for it um star wars content i'm here for it um so yeah just something to think about all right one other thing about the um disney streaming service we mentioned in a previous podcast that the bubba fett movie which had never been announced was in fact not going to happen um and the mandalorian is might well be kind of a bounty hunter-ish movies does that or show does that soothe any bad feelings or boba fett is the end all be all what's the thought process there that is a frankie question it really kind of is isn't it Mm-hmm. So, does it soothe anything? Here's here's what when I heard that the Boba Fett movie was killed, here's here's I, I thought it needed two more words. For now, hmm. Because it's killed for now. If because I, I will say I think that Disney has kind of like, and it sounds like you know if you read all their stuff since Solo, they've kind of reshuffled some things and they, you know, they want to be more strategic with their stuff. I think if they figure out how they get their stuff more on track, 
if they figure out a way that I think if Disney figures out a way that they can guarantee a profit, they're going to do it. And I think they're nervous about it because Solo wasn't what they wanted. I'm, you know. Well, I think that was part of that was timing, honestly. But yeah, so I think, and I think that's their their thing too. I think if they kind of reboot themselves and get themselves more organized, and if, if my Mandalorian's wild, they're crazy. Like, here's the bottom line: they're Disney does a great job of being in touch with what their fans want. If they all of a sudden decide that, hey, you know what? I think we can make a, a Boba Fett movie that's worth a ton of money. You know, like I said, for, for now. It makes me sad because, it, you know, I like Boba Fett. I think they could do some really great stuff with him. But, you know, I'll be happy with Mandalorian. I've lived without Boba Fett for this long. You know, I can read some stories and books about him, things like that. Okay. Sad, but I'll be okay. All right. And then the last thing that I wanted to bring up is that we've got two fairly big movies coming up. Uh, one is The Crimes of Grindelwald, and that comes out this weekend. And I'm excited about that. I don't know if I'll make it opening night, but I'm excited about it because um, I am a Potterhead and I will always be a Potterhead. Um, and apparently, I am the only one of us who gives a crap about that. Uh, but that's not uh, true. Really, I kind of, I really kind of want to see it. Mm. <laughs> um, but the movie I know you're excited about is coming out in December. Yes, and that is Aquaman. Aquaman. Um. I haven't seen the second trailer yet. I know it's out. Have you seen it? Yeah, that looks awesome. What do you think this one's about? Excite. Um, I cannot go into details about that at this moment. I I don't know. You can't think of it or you're just like, ah, I hadn't thought about it. Um, I hadn't really thought about it, no. uh, Well, I'm going to ask this question that maybe you have thought about. Do you think it's set um, before or after Justice League? I hadn't thought about that either. Why do you ask me these questions? <laughs> because you're the resident Aquaman fan, and I thought you'd know that off the top of your head. I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know your answer. I don't know the answers to your questions. Okay, interesting. Okay, Frankie, are you looking forward to Aquaman, or are you kind of like? I mean, I'm looking forward to Aquaman, but I'm scared because it's DC, and I don't trust DC to do a good job. I am looking forward to Aquaman. I am hoping that DC is on a redemption arc. Does that make sense? Like they, they, they did, they did a good job with suicide. I enjoyed suicide squad. I did too. That's Um, a, that's a, that's one that's got for me a lot of rewatchability. Yeah. I enjoyed suicide squad a lot. Um, a bunch of, a whole bunch of anti-heroes, I guess. So I, like the character they're using. I like how they're portraying Aquaman now, you know, being a darker person versus the Aquaman of the comics. I remember when they announced Aquaman, I was like, oh my gosh, what a crazy character. And then my younger stepson was like, oh, great, it's SpongeBob. And I just, like, cried laughing. Because in my head, Aquaman was like SpongeBob. I mean, it really was very appropriate to what my head canon for uh, Aquaman was. And then we meet him in Justice League, and I'm like, okay, no, not SpongeBob at all. That's amazing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
so I, I am I'm interested to see, and I, I thought that uh, Jason Momoa did a good job with the part. So he did, yeah. and I mean we're going to have Dolph Lundgren in this one. We're going to have Patrick Wilson, which is one of my favorites from The Watchmen. Ah, oh, what a lineup! What an awesome cast. These are the things I can tell you. Storyline, I don't know. <laughs> like no theories. I love Aquaman. Um, I got interested in Aquaman primarily due to Jason Momoa, like most females. Sorry, I'm shallow. Objectification. We've had this discussion. (laughs) You need to at least pretend there's something beyond Jason Momoa and what he looks like that you like about Aquaman. For instance, let's try it this way. His backstory is very interesting, you know, being an Atlantean and all that stuff. Frankie, what are you doing? I'm trying to get the last drops of my wine. (laughs) You're leaning. He needs I mean, it for this conversation. I'm a Jason Momoa story. I'm like, I need more alcohol, but my wine glass is completely empty. I was trying to extra- explain to her how to make it work without it being all about the actor. And and yeah. well, well, it's okay. It's okay if it's all about the actor, right? Is it I mean, really? Let's though? Be Sometimes it, it, that's just how it is. Harley Quinn, the whole Harley Quinn stole, stole Suicide Squad. She did stole it. She did, and they they got a movie because because and they're making it all about the actress. So, you know what? It is okay. You know what? Though is, I really liked in Suicide Squad. I thought that Will Smith did a great job. I liked him as Deadshot. Am I alone in that? No, Will Smith no. did a great job, but but you expect Will, but you. It's um, it's one of those things. You expected Will Smith to do a great job. Yeah. Were you expecting the shoulder? Here's the thing that made made Harley Quinn so great. Har- uh, Will Smith is a is a great actor, and he had the show stolen from him. Hmm. You see I what I mean? Know. I don't know if he. I don't know if she stole it from him. But, but he, I would agree that he. I would agree that he had to. Steal, he had to share the spotlight. She, she equally held her own at, at, yeah. at the very least. He had to share least. the spotlight. Yeah, she I was the star of the movie. The and she was the star of the movie because you know what? There's not a Deadshot movie coming out. Mm-mm. True, but there is a Harley Quinn movie coming out. So, not wrong. So, like I said, so if you're going to say that, that because I, I'm not, I, I think it's great, right? I mean, um. What's the Laura Croft movie, right? Laura Croft is, let's be honest, there's a little sure. objectification there. They're selling something. Yeah. And it sells. Yeah. And if we're going to, and if we're going to, if the pendulum is going to swing so far the other direction to say that, to say it is. Okay. Right? Harley Quinn, sexy. She sells. Aquaman, dude, sexy. He's going to sell. Let's just be honest. Mm hmm. Let's just call. I mean, let's. We don't have to swing to the other thing. You like, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth, back and forth. If we ever just ended up in the middle, would be a lot happier as a people. I've said it before, but what is my tagline? Truth and justice. Truth and I'm, justice. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> if I'm into a movie for the storyline, I'm going to tell you it's that. If I'm into a movie for the eye candy, I'm going to tell you it's that. Right now, I have no idea what to expect. I know that they're going, you know, in a really kind of interesting direction. With the director, 
um, and the movies that he's directed in the past. And, you know, they've got a just bang up cast. So um, the trailers look awesome. But as far as like doing like some serious deep diving into the storyline, I, I can't tell you much about that at this point. Maybe after the movie. Well, I mean, after the movie, everybody could see it. I mean, I was just yeah. curious if you had speculation. Because you know me. I like to speculate. I'm like, oh, this could happen and this could happen. And, and you know. Because that's yeah. just how I roll. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm interested in it, something like that. So, anyway. All right. Well, um, I think that's what I've got. Do y'all have anything you wanted to add right now? Well, just, uh, you know... In remembrance of Sam Lee, this is what the podcast is all about. Um, impromptu podcast to remember Stan Lee and all of the wonderful things that he brought, all of the things that we enjoy that he brought into our lives. And Excelsior, Stan Lee. Yes. yes. Godspeed, Stan Lee. Godspeed. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning into our 16th episode. We'd love to hear from our listeners. You can reach the podcast via email at saywhenpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook at saywhenpodcast. Melissa, where can people find you? Paxi Babe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Okay. Frankie, what about you? I am Goonyfet at, uh on Instagram and, and Twitter. Okay. I am Palmetta Blue on Twitter and Palmetta's Desk on WordPress. Feel free to drop us a line. As always, I am signing off. May the Force be with you. And as always, truth and justice. Frankie? Always carry a towel. Bye. Bye. Have a good day.